Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Sunday night is Yom Kippur. We've spoken about that. I'm down to one coffee. One coffee. I've had it earlier. I have zero personality without coffee. I'm a misery. Um, yes, a lot of you saying it's a stupid thing to do. I should just have one bad day rather than seven bad days. Uh, but uh, you're just saying that because you can turn me off. <laughs> you don't need to listen to me. That's why you can say that. Either way, we wanted to maybe change this up a little bit and maybe, maybe uh, look at Yom Kippur in a little bit more of a positive way. Joining us in studio, Rabbi Aaron Zil. He's a rabbi at the base shul in Johannesburg. Very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How good are morning, you? Howard. Thanks for having me. A great, well, uh, I was going to say a great pleasure, but let's see how it goes. Um, <laughs> Always great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, I, I, I struggle. And, and there are people like me who, without even being funny, struggle terribly with fasting. Like for some people it's easy and those, you know, you get those irritating people at the end of the fast that say, I can go another three days, you know, uh, hateful people, hateful. Uh, and then those of us that are literally counting down the seconds because we lightheaded and dizzy and, and migraines and, and literally suffer through the day. So how do we change that? How, because it isn't an easy day and it is a stressful day. How do we change it to be a positive day? Look, the irony is that I'm telling you about shifting perspective. Right. And the reality is, listen, one can focus on the laws of the day, i.e. not not eating, not mm. drinking, mm. etc. Or one can focus on the opportunity of the day, okay. which is an amazing opportunity to introspect, to utilize the opportunity for self-development, and to have divine assistance in that regard. And the fact that we have a day dedicated, in fact, a whole period of time, mm. Mm. with the climatic moment being this day, for that purpose is a tremendous opportunity. Is it easy? No. Mm-mm. But is there benefit to it? Massive. And if one shifts one's perspective and focuses on what one can accomplish from the day, I think that many of the other components of the day become so much more peripheral. In other words, don't, in, in, instead of focusing on the lack of coffee or the lack of whatever it, it is, focus on the the opportunity of what we actually have, not what we don't have. Yes. Okay. And in fact, it, it even goes further. Mm-hmm. Often uh, a lot of the trepidation or the fear of the day or whatever emotion that a person may feel is as a result of anxiety regarding an expectation of what the outcome of the day is going to be. That's true. And in truth, our real focus needs to be not only what the outcome will be, but primarily what is our job on the day to do, which is to introspect, look at ways for us to grow and develop as people. Because we can't know the outcome at the end of the day. I mean, you might know the outcome soon enough, but you might, God forbid, or, or maybe whatever. But, but uh, you, you, if, if, if you, we can't know that. So all we can really do is be present in the day and do what we can. Yes, and more than that, I think, if I may say, mm. that if we focus too much on the outcome of the day, counterintuitively, what it actually does is it holds us back from capitalizing of the opportunity of being present in the moment. So explain that further. So if we focus on what Hashem is to do for us in the course of the day, we may forget what we are to do for ourselves and for Him. Ah, I like that. Okay. So it's all about our own responsibility. Yes. And it is all about, and how do we do that? So, so if uh, many of us, many of our listeners, uh, 
aren't absolutely fluent in in prayer in Hebrew. Uh, there's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of standing. There's a lot. How, how do we make it relevant to us, or as relevant as possible, given the fact that there is sometimes a barrier and moral, you know, and everybody's got it, no matter how um, immersed you are in, in, in prayer and in Hebrew to somebody who isn't, uh, we've all got different levels of barriers. Massive barrier. Mm. And it's a great pity because the truth is not only Yom Kippur, but all Yom Tevim, in fact, any day, any day of the year, the, the language of prayer is a great door, a great opening to capitalizing of the, on, the, on the opportunity of the time. So that that barrier is 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 massive, and the implications are massive. That being said, you know there is prescription as to what one needs to do on the day. If one wants to get halachic about it, mm. I can quote the Rambam and tell you what one needs to do. Box one, box two, so box what are three. Those? As an example, yeah. in accordance with the Rambam, you've got to acknowledge wrongdoing. You've got to have regret. Yes. You've got to have resolution. I'll be writing this down, Mukundi. You've got to have yeah. a resolution for the future, right. and you've got to infuse that with a prayer, asking for forgiveness. Let's go through those again. Start at the top. So you've got acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. You've got regret. Right. You've got resolution regarding the future, living okay. differently, right. and infuse that whole process with davening to Hashem for forgiveness. I mean, that's the prescription. Okay. That's, that's the prescription. That's it, it is good. What's interesting about it, though, is how it looks is... Not necessarily the same for you as it is for me, as it is for the next person. In fact, the truth is that if one infuses the day with a real, authentic expression of self, mm. it's going to look different. I'm not sure I'm following what you're saying. So as an example, uh, a great question I came across recently. We mm. call it Yom Kippur. Mm. But the day is actually called Yom Kippurim mm. in the plural. Mm. A answer to this question is the process of capitalizing on the day. Right. Is different for me and than it say, is for you. Oh, in other, it's plural because everybody's got their own way of connecting yes. to it. Yes, and in truth it right. should be plural in of the course. sense that we're all different and so how yes. it manifests is going to be different. And hence you can have an experience of Yom Kippur that is infused with a heaviness where everyone is swaying in a very slow and almost tragic form. Mm, mm, and mm. then you can have another experience of Yom Kippur where, the, where it is infused with joy celebration for the opportunity and the, the, the focusing on the outcome in a very positive way. And the truth is both work, presuming that there is that infusion of authentic self right. in the equation. And, and real introspection. Real introspection. And real introspection is very difficult. Yes, and painful. And very painful, yeah. yeah. But it is, a, it is remarkable that we have an amazing day that is coupled together with amazing divine assistance to help to accomplish real growth, but one has to activate it. One has to activate it. And we it. activate it through prayer. We activate it through denial of, of earthly uh, things, really. Yes. Yeah. As a starting point, the truth is we activate it through becoming returnees. Right. Returnees to ourselves, returnees to God, identifying with the true potential that is found within us. We, are, we really activate it by becoming returnees as individuals. The challenging component, if I can just throw in a curveball and yes, maybe so. uh, move direction for a moment, the challenging part of this discussion is that it's not so simple to be able to truly activate it. So there's a really powerful idea, if I could share it, I'd love and you that to. is mm. beyond the individual's focus on introspection and self-development, which is critical, what is also critical is to be a part of community. 
not only the community, the shul in which you daven, right. but part of community being the broader Jewish people. Right. Because when one identifies with the broader Jewish people, especially on Yom Kippur, the outcome is guaranteed in a much more positive way than when one stands alone. So it's definite, which is interesting, because on many levels we think about Yom Kippur as quite an individual day. Uh, it's about me, it's about my behavior, my relationships, my uh, need to change. But actually you're saying that it has to function at a communal level as to how I connect with people around me. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it has to. Right. I think that it should, and I think that it would be a great pity if a person would choose to stand in isolation rather than to identify with the broader group. Well, it makes sense because, I mean, otherwise, why are we, why are we even gathering for this? We could stay in our own homes and, uh, you know, be in our own study and, and spend the day in prayer and introspection. But we don't. We don't. We, we gather in, in the larger, largest of groups possible yes. with as much diversity as possible. Yes. And if you look at the prayers themselves, they illustrate such an idea, such an outlook, especially on Yom Kippur. Right. But I suppose that this, much the same as this idea, most of the High Holy Day period is very much paradoxical, and it's okay. You know, there are elements of it that are filled with fear. There's elements of it that are filled with joy. Mm. There's elements filled with celebration, positivity. There's also elements that are difficult, painful, and hard. And the truth is we're all capable of experiencing multiple emotions well, actually, and multiple… It's so, so uh, actually very funny that you say that is I saw a… A clip this morning by a, a, a woman rabbi in um, the United States, and I, I'm assuming, um, I mean, not not orthodox. But what was interesting, and I thought quite problematic, is she said, "You absolutely cannot fast if you have any health, mental health, emotional." Um, issues or a difficult relationship with food, then you should not fast. Find other ways to celebrate Yom Kippur. Now, I have never met a Jewish person who doesn't have a difficult relationship with food. It's actually just who we are. We <laughs> Food is connected to us on all sorts of emotional levels. And I thought that's actually... Well, I don't know right off Americans, but, but it definitely did feel a little American as if, I know, you know, if it's, it's going to be too difficult. If emotionally this is, this is going to be difficult for you, well then don't do it. I, I, I feel to some extent that we have to do this in terms of, not in terms of, of, of halacha and Jewish law, but actually we need this. We need to go through things that are difficult and uncomfortable and force us to, to look at a place within ourselves or hold up a mirror to ourselves that is sometimes very hard to look at in order to get through to the other side. Why are we so scared of doing that? I think there's a fine line between seeing something as a burden and seeing something as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And when we speak about mitzvahs and we speak about observance, that fine line is, is very real. Right. And uh, if one focuses on observance as being a burden, and if one doesn't focus on it as being, a, being an opportunity, which is really what it is, yes. then one can get caught up in the details that are certainly very important, but actually only the very beginning of what, uh, what these days and these observances can really accomplish. 
We are going to go to ads. We're going to come back uh, and continue our conversation with Rabbi Aaron Zolberg. I'd love to hear from you. 34519 or 0618951019. Ronnie says, there can be no joyful swaying with no coffee, with nausea, with dizziness and headache. Ronnie, Ronnie. We need to pull ourselves together. This is what we're doing now. We are working collectively to reframe this. Don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. It's 8.48. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. It is 8.50. I'm Howard Feldman. A very, very good morning to you. Sunday evening, of course, is Yom Kippur. Just a reminder that M will not be broadcasting from Sunday evening. The whole day, Monday, we will be back online. Back uh, broadcasting from Monday evening, and that is after the fast. We're talking uh, to Rabbi Aaron Zilberg, and we're talking about the day, a day that is a difficult one, but a day that presents us with uh, tremendous opportunities. And it's actually an incredible gift, if you think about it, that once a year we are gifted with a day that is all, that that we're not allowed to do anything else but introspect, connect. And pray. It really is a massive, massive gift that we've been given. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The truth is, is that uh, using observance again to illustrate the point, the simcha, the joy of Sukkot, one of the major points of origin is the fact that we have a Yom Kippur and that the outcome, and that the outcome is positive. And we celebrate the entire festival of Sukkot in many respects to celebrate the opportunity mm. of Yom Kippur. Mm. Uh, another illustration of it, which I find, again, it's uh, somewhat complex, but nonetheless, to keep it simple, we say Shechianu mm, mm. in Shul at the beginning of Yom Kippur, even before we've gone through any process appreciating the opportunity of the day. Just the opportunity of the day itself motivates and allows for, perhaps even obligates, the brach of Shechianu at the beginning of the day, before you even begin the process. That's interesting, and because in fact, uh, unsigned says uh, um, the great thing about this time is because God is is so close, uh, and that's an assistance with with introspection. So it's and that, that's what you were referring to as well. That it isn't just a day; it's a day where where we believe that God is very, very much present to actually help us on that journey. Very much so. And the truth is to not mention the divine assistance of the day is to really miss the mm. the opportunity of the day. Because the truth is introspection, self-development, these are activities we should be doing on a daily basis. Yom Kippur is not unique in that regard. Mm. Mm. What's really unique about Yom Kippur is the fact that we have an opportunity to introspect and to, to go through the process of self-development with tremendous divine assistance. Yeah. It's it's so, so how so so what are some ideas and we've only got a, a, a few more minutes where we we're ready to start the day how do we get our minds into a space where we we set ourselves up for success because that's what we want to do right we want to set ourselves up for success on this day so I think first of all that every one of us needs to do the best that we can do. And, and even you, Ronnie, and focus yeah. on that, right, right, and not beat ourselves up too much. Okay, beyond that, right. That being said, you know we're we're talking about this earlier this morning at Shul, that you know throughout the year, the truth is is that compartmentalization in the process of introspection is actually okay. We do it all the time, but in relation to Yom Kippur, here's a little 
uh, trick, or mm-hmm. not even so much a trick, a little bit of advice. Don't compartmentalize. Embrace the occasion and the experience without overthinking it too much. Focus on all areas that one can really grow and develop in and go through the motions. So, so what do you mean by that, not compartmentalize? So during the year, um, I'll speak for myself, mm-hmm. do a couple of things maybe I shouldn't do. Mm. So I will do Teshuvah mm. for the one thing, and I'll put the other one, I'll leave the other one, so to speak, on the shelf for another day. Right, right. To activate the opportunity of Yom Kippur fully, one cannot compartmentalize. One needs to embrace the whole day. And, you know, when you have conversation in relation to this point, one often hears, well, you know, to make a real resolution and how can one really go through the process if one the very next day is going to be continuing Mm. A, B, and Mm. C, X, Mm. Y, and Z. Yeah, we do over-rationalize. Yeah, but stop. Don't overthink it. Embrace the day. It's a tremendous opportunity. Embrace it wholesomely, holistically, to the best of one's ability. And that is a great way to, to, to enter the day and a great way to activate it. Absolutely amazing. Really, really awesome. That is where we leave it. It is 8.55. I'm Howard Feldman. This is Your Morning Mayhem. It's 101.9 High FM Rabbi Aaron Zilberg. Thank you for joining us and uh, wishing you a Shana Tova, a Gemar Khatima Tova, and just keep doing the amazing work that you do. Thank you so much, and thank you to Chai FM, Gemar Khatima Tova, to you and your family and to everyone that is listening.